0: my dear friend newt gingrich everybody knows newt former speaker of the house best-selling author fox news contributor uh his latest book which i think is his most important is called defeating big government socialism and saving america's uh, future and um he is piloting the american majority project which i think all of us uh, Conservative thinkers are helping him one way or another. And um, Newt, welcome and best regards to Ambassador Calista. Love her, and
1: well, she Newt, she asked me to say hi to you, and uh, really? she is of course a huge fan of yours. <laughs>
0: well, likewise, Newt. Look, I want to talk about big government socialism means that nothing works right. But I just I'm so worked up. Just we're going to have the whole half hour you and me. But this okay. Iranian deal, Newt is the worst thing I have ever seen. Suspending the sanctions, giving them as much as a trillion dollars over the next five years. They will not allow verification. They are the enemy of Israel. They are the enemy of the Abraham Accords. They are the enemy of the United States. How can this be? How can this be?
1: Well, I think you have to start with the assumption that the people who cut the original deal, John Kerry and others, uh, while Biden was vice president and part of it, uh, are right back at the same stand. And what they're going to try to do is get the same kind of terrible deal, except now it's worse. Hmm. Uh, The Iranians have taken their measure. The Iranians know that they are uh, cowardly and incompetent and will lie to themselves. I'm talking about the American side. Uh, And the Iranians are going to ruthlessly exploit every possibility. Uh, When you look at how President Trump had literally boxed them in, had uh, killed uh, General Soleimani, who was their top terrorist, had uh, imposed very tough sanctions, uh, had crowded them on every front, and then you turn around and then it built a real alliance with Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and others. And then you look at what Biden has been doing, uh, it, it it almost requires, assuming that the Biden administration has zero touch with reality. I mean, you, you've, you've heard me say before that these are people who saw The Lion King and thought it was a documentary, and they actually believe lions and zebras <laughs> sing and dance together. Uh, they're, they're totally delusional. Uh, and what they're going to do is, is, is set a situation up where the Israelis are going to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Israel, on, unlike the United States, the Israelis have a very realistic sense of how dangerous the Iranians are, and having lived through uh, or seen a large part of the population killed in the Holocaust, and having been the subject of attack after attack from their neighbors, the Israelis don't take risks. And I, I would not be at all surprised to see the Israeli government they have an election coming up. And after the election, I would not be at all surprised to see them literally have a preemptive attack on all of the Iranian capabilities simultaneously
0: that's a key point that's a key point and one with which I agree and that's what I've hearing from my pals in the intel community anyway I just wanted to take a whack at that Um, first of all your campaign to defeat big government socialism has taken legs you know I I use the phrase I've adopted the phrase I give you credit but I got we have everybody talking about it (laughs) everything has failed I mean they've you know, taking a terrific economy and in 18 months run it into the ground. The All the woke uh, cultural stuff is a disaster. The country's rebelling against it, open borders. So with that said, Newton, and I was reading your uh, latest, let's see, July 15th on the Fox and the Year column, Biden's big government socialism means that nothing works. How do you see the story right now? Joe Manchin, I think, gave us a lift uh, at least we dodged a bullet here, a short-term bullet. But the bigger picture is I think you're saying we have to make sure that we win the intellectual argument against big government socialism, and that will rally yeah. a, new, a new coalition. Yeah. Is that fair?
1: No, look, yeah. Listen, You and I have been together as, as uh, partners in arms fighting for supply-side economics, for tax cuts, for economic growth, for the intelligent way to fight inflation, which is increasing the supply of goods and services to mop up the money, not punishing the American people in the dropping out of the economy. And so we've been at this now for a long time. What the left does is not because they're incompetent. Uh, it's not because they're dumb. It's because they believe in a set of things that don't work. And part of my model for this is uh, Prime Minister Thatcher, who, when she became the opposition leader in 1975, was very clear her goal was to destroy socialism as a legitimate alternative, and she was so effective at winning the argument that no openly left-wing labor leader has become prime minister in 40 years. Mm. And I think we're in a very similar situation, that we have an opportunity because it's going to be so bad. As you, as you know, the the inflation rate this week was 9.1%. The price of gasoline is more than twice what it was under Donald Trump, uh, the price of food is going through the roof. And by the way, it will get worse. And the effect of that in the third world, where you just saw uh, Sri Lanka disintegrate as a country, uh, you're going to see horrendous problems across the planet. Uh, and you have a philosophy and an approach to life that simply doesn't work. Uh, and I think as a result, we, uh, the great challenge to us is not just to win the elections, but to win the argument and set the stage so that in 23 and 24, we begin governing as Reagan did and as we did with the contract with America uh, in a way that truly is, I think, uh, pretty effective and that begins to move America back to being a competitive country. And if we do it right, um, we will finish up with an amazing victory in 24 and really be in a position. To get America ready to compete with China and anybody else who wants to come and play if we don't
0: if we don't win the arguments about the superiority of free market capitalism over big government socialism and central planning and redistributionism, which have failed everywhere, then we won't really have done our job. I mean the elections in this fall uh you're saying, and I totally totally agree with this. They're the precursor, but you have to win the intellectual argument, lay the groundwork for 2024. I mean, unless the White House is taken back, we won't be able to reestablish these pro-growth reforms. And, new, you know, other reforms, too, as you well know, you know, stopping the cancel culture that's going on, critical race theory, getting parents back to run in the schools, school choice, uh, closing down the border, uh, restoring law and order right the battle for crime yeah. these these are the key intellectual points uh, the, the situational story is important and it's not good we're fighting back but it's the intellectual story here socialism has never worked
1: that's right and then and the fact is the only way socialism stays in power is by becoming more and more and more repressive locking up more people uh punishing you for dissenting uh, d- dictating what you're allowed to think or say. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I, I watched the January 6th committee, which I realized was a show trial in the Stalinist tradition. And I got so intrigued with it. I actually went back and I'm now reading a series of books on uh, the Russian Civil War and the Russian Revolution. And it's, it's eerie how left-wing ideological movements are parallel and how much they're similar. Uh, and they all start with the idea that the current imperfections can only be changed by destroying the system and rebuilding it in the image of their fantasy. Uh, and that's what you're seeing happen. The, you know, when, you, when, you, when a seven-year-old white girl is taught that she is inherently inferior because of her skin color, that's pure racism. Uh, when third graders are invited to have a discussion about their attitude towards transgenderism, that's insanity. Uh, when, when you're in a situation where there are some states that want to abolish mathematics because mathematics has uh, a final correct answer, and that means some people will be wrong and they'll feel bad. So in order to avoid them feeling bad, let's not ask them to learn mathematics. I mean, these are the sort of things. By, by contrast, by the way, you'll, you'll like this line: When Kalista and I did Nine Days that Change the World about Pope John Paul II going back to Poland in 1979— We were filming in Poland, and Solidarity so liked what we were doing, the great union that had stood up to the the Soviets, that they gave me a poster that they had made back in uh, 1979, 1980. And it's on the wall of my office, just a simple big sheet of paper. And it says, for Poland to remain, this is in Polish, but for Poland to remain Poland, two plus two must always equal four. And they were going they were going right at the Orwell argument that a totalitarian state says to you, if we tell you two plus two is three, it's three. If we tell you two plus two is five, it's five. Well, watch the Biden White House. It behaves as though they studied Orwell and thought it was a textbook. (laughs) Uh, They they think they can tell you you they they can tell you anything and you're supposed to believe them, even if they're crazy.
0: (laughs) I love that. Two plus two must equal four. Biden is in denial about all the other factoids that keep cropping up. I love I love that. He's just in complete denial. Uh, inflation is just the top of the tip of the iceberg. Newt, I want to apply this to the climate activism, uh, the Green New Deal, the war against fossil fuels, uh, because uh, it's, it's bad enough that it's driven uh, energy prices, oil and gasoline prices sky high, and shut down one of our greatest industries, and damaged our national security but newt i'm look I'm trying to look behind it because all the things you're talking about the the socialist central planning and regulating is really aimed at destroying the free market and free market choices, and it's really aimed at destroying capitalism as we know it. This is part and parcel of big government socialism. It's not just about the climate, although that is crucial. I see this as their way of going to uh, enhance and you know move ahead with their socialist agenda. That's what this really is: is an attack on capitalism.
1: Well, you know, there's a there's a little known article by Robert Heilbronner, who was a great economic historian but a Marxist. Mm-hmm. And in 1991, Heilbronner writes this piece, uh, and I'm going to go back and try to find it and circulate it, because it's it's really a key to understanding what happened. And Heilbronner says, you know, with the collapse of the Soviet Union, we've really lost the argument for centralized government. And we need something to give us moral force to regain the argument for centralized government. Uh, and the environment's the most likely thing to work. And if we could build enough emotional energy around the environment, then that would become the, the, the tool for us to reassert uh, hmm. the need for gigantic government to control our lives. Hmm. I mean, Heilbronners, he's very he's unbelievably open about this. Hmm. Uh, and he's writing to his fellow left-wingers, uh, and that's, that's the origin of, of 90% of this. This is a semi-religious assault on the entire world we inherited Uh, That worked Uh, and it's caused I don't I don't know whether it's envy or just a clever desire for power. I mean, I've I've always thought, for example, that to understand John Kenneth Gilbraith and his passion for big government, you have to realize as a very young economist, he was in wage and price controls Mm -hmm. in World War Two. And he was making huge decisions about zones where he had no personal risk, no personal knowledge, but he had power and he loved the power. And so if you think of this as essentially uh, a ruthless power grab that is driven by an emotionally satisfying semi-religious movement, you begin to have a flavor. And then if you take this whole concept that that there's a a network of the people who are disadvantaged uh, and you look at that uh, and you begin to look at the nature of their coalition, it becomes more and more obvious. Uh, exactly what we're up against. And and it, and it turns out that what we're really dealing with is uh, a, a, kind, a kind of intersectionality, to use their word, an intersectionality coalition that basically says everybody who is weird and strange and doesn't fit normalcy is an ally of everybody else who's weird and strange and doesn't fit normalcy. And therefore, we're all going to come together and The environment is the broadest based and most emotional of our causes. And then race is probably second. But if you put it up on a wall and you say, what is the the Biden-AOC-Pelosi-Schumer coalition? Uh, It's a whole range of people who have no common interest except destroying us. But they are collectively enthusiastic about destroying us.
0: They are using this climate change. To run every aspect of American life, every decision you you look at. Um, they're trying to not only change our entire energy and power system, which is, I mean, really an incredible thing, but also they're using it to run companies. You know, the Securities Exchange Commission. uh with its, uh, I don't know, two, three hundred page rule, which will be overruled by the Supreme Court decision. But they have attempted to run all of America's companies based on these climate activism restrictions. You look at what this Buttigieg guy is doing uh, in the transportation department. He's trying to use climate activism to completely redo our entire transportation system. I mean, these are gigantic changes in the fabric of the economy, and it is run by government central planners. You know, this is, um, this is something from uh, Hayek's Road to Serfdom or the Constitution of Liberty. Sure. This is exactly what he feared, and they're just using it, as you say, the semi-religious uh, ideology uh, to transform virtually all of our economic life.
1: But, but remember, somebody did an analysis the other day and found that there's virtually no private sector experience in the Biden oh, appointees. Virtually yes. un-
0: none. Yes, Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Yes.
1: Yeah, who, who, who's, whose newsletter I read every day, and he, yes. he does an astonishing job. I can't recommend it too highly to our audience. But, but here's what hit me if you're a Buddha judge, this is the greatest level of power you've ever had. Mm -hmm. Now, you have no sense of responsibility. You have no sense of accountability. So if you screw up an entire industry or you destroy a town or or you wipe out 50,000 jobs, what do you care? Uh, You're powerful. They're not powerful. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen is the emergence of a political class which wants to take us from citizens, which is the great achievement of the founding fathers, that we are endowed by our creator and power comes directly to us. We loan it to the government. And they want to reverse that and make us subjects where Pete Buttigieg, out of utter ignorance, has power because he occupies a position in government. And so he can dictate to you and me in ways that are, by any reasonable standard, crazy. Now, the other thing to notice is, and this is how you can tell it's a religion, no facts matter. Mm. The, The fact is virtually everything Al Gore predicted about climate change didn't occur. And this goes back to the alarmism. Alarmism is the emotional driver of the left. Uh, We know something terrible is about to happen if we don't act right this minute. So if you're not for this, you're for this terrible thing that's about to happen. Well, the first great wave of that was Ehrlich's writing on the population bomb and the fact that Britain by 2000 would be starving to death. Every single thing they said about population in the 1970s, every single thing was wrong, factually wrong, provably wrong. None of it mattered. Those guys retained their their senior professorships. They retained their network of friends. They kept getting, you know, Pulitzer prizes, uh, because after all, their heart was true, even if their head was crazy.
0: Hmm. Fantastic stuff. You know, um, just as the last thought here, uh, our friend and I, I love the guy, warts and all. But uh, Donald Trump said to New York Magazine, he's he's going to run again for president. Uh, can, and I know you love the guy too, but can Donald Trump, you know, make this case of the failure of big government socialism and the failure of critical race theory and uh, the failure of, um, of this uh, government <clears throat> power grab? Can he make the case, Newt?
1: Well, he can if he wants to. I mean, the, the, the great challenge with President Trump, who you worked with very closely and who I've known for a reasonably long period of time, is I, – I, I said one time on, on the Maria Bartiroma show years ago that there's a there's a big Donald and a little Donald. <laughs> and the big Donald is as historic as Andrew Jackson – or Abraham Lincoln, but the little Donald comes running along and has to, you know, tweet something crazy or get involved <laughs> in some fight he doesn't need, you know. Uh, I love uh, this.
0: The big, I, th- I haven't I mean, heard I this it's before. It's, it's,
1: look, it's the best explanation I've ever had <laughs> of, of, of trying to cope with because I really think that his term was unbelievably historic, mm. and people will only recognize it when they get beyond the hatred. Uh, the, cha- the, the, the he has two child. i charming mean, being very candid now, and we'll, I'll probably get yelled at for this uh, <laughs> by too. my by my wife, among other things. <laughs> uh, but the but the truth is, he should have spent the last year and a half thinking through what went wrong, because he should have won re-election on a landslide. Yes. And it's not just about whether it was rigged or stolen or anything else. He should have won by such a big margin; it wasn't impossible. There were reasons he didn't. He he has not slowed down to think about that. Furthermore. I I think there's a very simple formula for the people who want to get America back on track. It's it's just three steps. Think about an American majority, Mm -hmm. not a Republican majority. And we've proven, you can go to AmericanMajorityProject.com. We have tons and tons of data. We've proven that, for example, 87% of the country thinks we have to return to the America that works. Uh, By 91 to 6, we agree with Martin Luther King Jr. that... It is the content of your character, not the color of your skin. I mean, there's a base out there for a huge majority, which includes Latinos and Asian Americans and African Americans and Native Americans in ways that no Republicans ever thought of, except maybe Reagan. Second, uh, I think you have to be positive. People are in pain. People want to know, what are you going to do to make my life better? Don't don't just get me involved in some ideological argument. How am I going to afford gasoline? How am I going to get how's my job going to survive? And then third, we have to destroy intellectually our opponents and prove to people for two generations. You don't want to take these people on because they're terrible and their ideas don't Fabulous. work.
0: Fabulous. Newt Gingrich, the best of the best, the great Newt Gingrich and Ambassador Callista. We're going to join together and keep fighting this great fight. Terrific stuff.